welcome to the Not All Love and Life podcast. I'm your host, Romy Moreno, and today we have Spencer Murray from Soul Mushrooms. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about you and tell me the name of your company, because we were talking about this before we got on the podcast, and I just, I love it all. Yeah, so Soul Mushrooms, S-O-L, that it's really an acronym. Uh, it can be interpreted many ways, but to me, it, it means seeds of life. And the symbol in the O in soul is the seed of life symbol. And it's something that really resonated with me because mushrooms truly are seeds of life on earth. Without mushrooms, life wouldn't properly sustain here. It's the beginning stages of life, the end of it, nothing would decompose. The first organism here, most likely the last ones, they're just so much more important than most people really understand. And once I caught on to that, I really learned about the fungi. I was hooked. And um, once I came up with the name, I knew exactly the direction I needed to start taking this. I love that. So tell me how you got into it, your story. Why mushrooms? So before I was in agriculture, which was also right before mushrooms, I was a chef and I was in Palm Beach at Stage Kitchen and Bar. I was a sous chef there and we were buying mushrooms off of a local farm um, as well as other produce. And once the pandemic hit, I started gravitating towards uh, understanding where my food was coming from. I was cooking it, but I didn't really understand not just the process, but the lack of organic produce. Once I started taking a more of a health conscious path, I started growing my own. I started a garden and that garden started to grow and I I got hooked on that. And I knew I was going to start gravitating out of the kitchen towards agriculture. So I reached out to this farm. I reached out to a lot of them trying to do an internship or apprenticeship. And I continuously got turned down because of bad timing until uh, the following year, Gratitude Garden Farms reached out to me and they said, hey, we need help and now's the time. So they trained me in and after a few weeks, I was full-time farming. I had some of my own experience learning on my own and they had a mushroom department there and I didn't really play a large role in that. I was doing some inoculations and harvesting uh, in the farmer's markets. And in order to be able to sell a product, you really do need to be knowledgeable and um, I started uh, just going down, not just rabbit holes, but just learning more about the medicinal aspect of mushrooms. And it's really the medicinals that got me into the mushrooms. Uh, once I understood the value there, I could only gravitate more towards it. And uh, that's when I started learning about cultivation. And I was limited to what I could do at this farm. So, you know, I would spend late nights just researching uh, YouTube, reading seeing what other guys were doing, understanding the process. And um, yeah, I just, I went all in and I knew I was going to move back to Miami and I knew that this was what I was going to do. And once I started the cultivation process, understanding, you know, how to start cultures from, from agar, which is, you know, a a Petri dish, uh, I got hooked. It was game over from there. Yeah, you mentioned the medicinal um, benefits of mushrooms, which is one of the reasons why I love mushrooms so much. My logo also has mushrooms because there's such beautiful transformation and they're so healing in so many ways. And there's different types of mushrooms for different things. So can you tap into different types of mushrooms like lion's mane and turkey tail and all that good stuff and how they benefit us? 
So uh, yeah, they're not just uh, benefiting our biosphere and, and sustaining life on earth. They are medicine and they're food and food is also medicine. There are gourmet mushrooms and then there's functional mushrooms and then there's just fungi in general. There's uh, millions of species of fungus and then the mushroom is actually the fruiting body and not all fungus produce a mushroom. And there's thousands of species and they all serve the purpose, whether it's poison, which we don't want to eat, or food, the gourmets, and then the medicinal mushrooms like turkey tail, reishi, lion's mane, cordyceps, chaga, uh, and even the oyster mushrooms are also medicinal. There's a, a main compound in all these mushrooms. They're polysaccharides called fungal beta-glucans or just beta-glucans. These are the hallmark of mushrooms. They are immunomodulators. They regulate our immune system. Our immune system can overperform or underperform, and beta-glucans bring it into that Goldilocks zone. Just some mushrooms contain a lot higher con concentration of beta-glucans than others, like turkey tail and reishi and even lion's mane. Um, and that's just really the, the gist of it. But then you can start going into the, the specific focus of these mushrooms. And a good example, which I'm sure some of your viewers are familiar with, is lion's mane. And it's one of my favorite mushrooms to grow. It's one of my favorite to eat. And it's one that I love to extract for their nootropic properties. Those are compounds called hercinomes and arenaceums. And that's really what uh, lion's mane has been celebrated for. Although it's very sought after by chefs and just home cooks because of its unique texture. It's like crab meat. It's, it's uh, mild in flavor, nutty, uh, but easy to manipulate. And a lot of people like to make crab cakes and even steaks out of it. But this mushroom is, is really special to me and, and um, a lot of other cultivators because it has these two compounds I mentioned, hercinums and arenaceins, and they are small enough to pass through the blood-brain barrier, which is there to protect us. But in this case, these compounds can pass through and promote the synthesis of nerve growth factor, which is essentially neurogenesis. And as we get older, nerve growth factor will decline. And nerve growth factors, what supports our memory, our focus, our overall cognitive functions. This mushroom is creating that in our mind, in our, in our brain. It is one of the mushrooms that I've personally noticed a difference with when it comes to memory recall and retainment of information and overall just you know, lack of brain fog now. And that's why this mushroom is so celebrated. It's been in the spotlight. It's the most popular medicinal mushroom but this is just scratching the surface. You have turkey tail, which is also an amazing mushroom because turkey tail is now being used throughout the chemotherapy process of cancer. Uh, turkey tail has the highest concentration of beta-glucans, those uh, immune regulating properties, but it also has two compounds, uh, PSK and PSP. These are a type of polysaccharide that are known to uh, aid in the process of cancer treatment. Um, so that actually started in Japan, and now it's made its way into the West, and it's the most researched mushroom out there. Another one of my favorites is reishi, and reishi mushroom is so unique. I'll actually bring a, a, an antler, which I'll explain what that is out. Um, and reishi is known as the mushroom of immortality or the mushroom of 100 diseases. And this mushroom is so cool because not only has it been used for thousands of years, I think the oldest known record of this mushroom dates back to about 220 AD. Um, wow. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's ancient medicine. Mushrooms are just so cool. Like I, I'm just so fascinated 
I love it. Right. Well, you know, it, it, we're going back to, to more of our roots with natural medicines where, you know, these have kind of just been brushed under the rug. And, and once, you know, the, the medical curriculum was kind of taken over and, uh, you know, pharmaceuticals replaced natural medicines, it got lost for a while. And now it's making its way back into the spotlight of, you know, natural medicine. This mushroom has such an array of benefits from promoting better sleep, regulating blood sugar levels, improving respiratory function, anti-inflammatory, loads of antioxidants. It has a very calming effect too. It does. And I, like to take, I like to take it at night before bed. I could really tell the difference when I take it with my sleep, how I doze into sleep, like how I just, it becomes so chill in my night routine when I do take it. Definitely. And it actually, you'll, you'll, one thing you'll notice too, at least for me, is uh, more vivid dreams, like very vivid dreams. And that's what I noticed first because I didn't know that was uh, something that can be attributed from reishi. And, and then once I learned that, I was like, okay, I get it now. That's why my dreams have been more vivid than they ever have. Um, so I guess depending on the person, that could be good or bad. But it's really known for its anti-tumor, anti-cancer properties, promoting the growth of T-cells. So it's a great mushroom for prevention of cancer and tumors, as well as overall longevity and improvement of your just health overall and immune system. And it's a mushroom I like to stack with turkey tail uh, because they're both known for regulating the immune system and have those anti-tumor, anti-cancer properties. They work synergistically really okay. well. As well I as recommendations. Yeah, you there's- should let me know that. You didn't know because I would just take my turkey tail in the morning with my other stock so I could just incorporate it at night. Yeah, in fact, I, I stack my, my uh, tincture with reishi and turkey tail right now. Uh, I consider doing them separate, but it's a great combination. It's recommended to take more mushrooms together. And that's just a perfect stack, whether you take it at night or in, in the morning. Um, and another one I'm working on is cordyceps and lion's mane. And cordyceps is probably one of the most unique medicinal mushrooms. Um, if I'm sure some of your viewers have heard of The Last of Us, which is originally a video game. Now it's a series on HBO. And of course, people need to keep in mind that it is fantasy. It's, it's fictional, um, but it's about a zombie apocalypse. And it is based around the cordyceps mushroom because it is a parasitic mushroom, just like many other mushrooms, and people get deterred by that word parasitic, but reishi, certain uh, species of them are also parasitic, meaning that they'll grow on trees and they'll slowly decay it, but that's also part of the process here on life. I mean, life on earth. Uh, but cordyceps is the athlete's mushroom. It provides an acute energizing effect. It is also known for as a aphrodisiac, improving um, respiratory function and oxygen flow, which in turn will help with your stamina and energy. So I'm growing cordyceps and that mushroom takes at least 70 days roughly and really small yields. I mentioned it's a parasitic mushroom because in the wild, it grows out of the brain of, or the head of, of insects and larvae. Uh, most typically uh, a larva of a moth, but there are different species of it that grow out of different bugs and essentially turns them into a zombie. And um, that's really how that whole origin story behind The Last of Us started. But we grow it on brown rice. So people that are vegan and, and not keen on the idea of it growing out of a bug has nothing to worry about because to harvest them in the wild 
they grow individually on one bug and that would just take years to cultivate enough to make extra. My brain was trying to process how one bug decaying is going to give you like all this cordyceps. But... Yeah, exactly. Which is why uh, commercial cultivators have figured out um, that as if you use a nutrient broth and brown rice as really the matrix for it, it'll flourish. But it's also very tedious and one of the, the least cultivated mushrooms because of how challenging the process is. Um, which is why it's taking so long for me to get my extracts ready for that. But next year, early next year, I'll have them going, stacking it with lion's mane. So you get uh, the nootropic focus with that energy. It's a perfect mushroom to start your day with. I love it. I can't wait. I'm going to give you all my money. <laughs> <laughs> no objection there. They came out with the with the documentary, The Fantastic Fungi, and that opened up a lot for a lot of people that weren't aware of how beneficial mushrooms are in so many ways and it's funny when it came out my my son we were just laying in bed just scrolling through Netflix and he goes mom what is that and I told him oh it's a documentary about mushrooms and he was just so intrigued he was like I want to watch it without me like trying to condition him in any way <laughs> and we watched it and he loved it it's a family-friendly documentary yeah he loved it he loved it and he was just but then he went into asking me about the psychedelic mushrooms he was probably he's 13 now he was probably like 11 when we watched it and he started asking me about the psychedelics and and why is it illegal so then i had to go down the rabbit hole with him yeah well it's never too early to to learn about those things it's just one of those things that um needs to be taken uh very seriously that's just another form of medicine and and um we call it now the third wave where uh, the first wave was, you know, our, our ancestors, um, more ancient cultures were using psychedelics to tap into other realms and to connect with higher consciousness. And then the mm -hmm. second wave was really the, the hippie era where it was used more recreationally than medicinally. Although there were trials being done back in, I think, the 50s or 60s. Being administered in a controlled environment, it was LSD and psilocybin at the time. My assumption is that they figured out that this is really beneficial, so we need to kind of keep quiet for now. And, and then it ended up uh, making its way out to the public um, recreationally. And I wouldn't necessarily say it was abused, but in some cases, yeah. Uh, but now it, we're going on to the third wave where psilocybin is being administered by uh, medical institutions like Johns Hopkins and even therapists are are giving it to their patients, whether it's a microdose or a macrodose. So microdosing and macrodosing, two totally different aspects of psilocybin that are both used medicinally these days. Macrodosing or taking a, a heroic dose, as Terrence McKenna would say, is going deep, really having um, an out-of-body experience. And now you have medical institutions like Johns Hopkins uh, administering this to patients who are facing terminal illness, PTSD, addiction, and just certain depression-rooted problems, really. The, the outcome is, is incredible. Uh, people are uh, no longer in fear of their imminent death, or they're no longer addicted to some type of substance. Some of the, this happened overnight for some people. It's, it's interesting because there's AA Alcoholics Anonymous, which man that wrote the book, he actually used psilocybin for his treatment. 
And for some reason, I don't know why it wasn't um, acknowledged in the AA community. I'm not exactly sure why. Well, maybe because they, they made it seem like you're just replacing one substance for another without really understanding the healing properties of the actual medicine. Potentially. It's also the idea of maybe it's, it's really beneficial and help people overnight while AA is really a lifelong commitment. Right. And, um, I don't know if they want to keep people in the program or what, but um, it doesn't matter anymore because now it's now it's there. It's in the open and it can't be denied anymore. I've seen it with so many people that microdose that have been able to get off antidepressants and anxiety medication. And they feel people that feel like they have no purpose. Now they feel more connected, not only to themselves, but to other people and to ideas and things that they once enjoyed. Hey, it's me, Romy. I want to share a moment with you. You know, we often talk about healing, growth, and doing the work on this podcast, but where do you start? When you're feeling overwhelmed by life's challenges, trapped in the past, worried about the future, or like you're constantly battling your own thoughts and emotions. Living in a reactive state versus response, passing up opportunities because of lack of confidence and fear, not knowing how to set boundaries with others, but most importantly with yourself. That's why I created my Healing the Root Cause program. It's for those out there feeling overwhelmed and yearning for change, connection, authenticity. Pretty much, you're tired of your own shit. Together, using my proven root framework, we'll recognize your triggers, overcome the past, operate with confidence, and transform your life. As I say, it's not all love and light, and this healing journey is about confronting the shadows and embracing the mess, but still loving yourself through it all. I'll be right there with you, guiding you on this journey, every raw moment, every breakthrough, every step of the way. So if you're feeling that tug and want to apply to work with me, fill out the application in the show notes, and we'll see if we're a good fit for each other and take it from there. Either way, I'm rooting for you. Yeah, I've seen it for myself. I've I've, I've seen it uh, firsthand with customers at the market. I get asked all the time. A lot of baby boomer era mothers too, always asking about it. I think they heard from their son or their daughter and, um, you know, depression is everywhere. And I think people are looking for an alternative. That's not a chemical produced in a lab by a pharmaceutical company. Now microdosing is, is just so popular and it's, you know, people can be intimidated by that, but you're taking such a small dose of psilocybin that you don't have any, um, psychoactive experience you're not having a a hallucination you don't even really feel it you're not supposed to but it's supposed to be working neurologically which is what i wanted to go into next um which is psilocybin lion's mane niacin which is um now i believe being patented and this was uh right Mm -hmm. and that's the stack that i take in the morning so whenever you have your cordyceps ready i'm gonna have to incorporate that into my my stack definitely (laughs) um and and paul stamets is also the producer of the documentary fantastic fungi and and um he's such a pioneer for just mushrooms in general so you know we're all very thankful for that man he's brilliant and he's allowed mushrooms just to be um more accepted in society um but yeah the stamets stack it is a combination of psilocybin, a microdose, with lion's mane and niacin. And um, there's a lot of studies that have been done behind this with subjects that have used just psilocybin, then a control group, which have not 
no substance at all. And then uh, the stack, which is the a, about, I think it's, I forgot how many milligrams of lion's mane with uh, a small amount of psilocybin and, and niacin. And the purpose of niacin is um, one, to allow it to flush faster and uh, more efficiently passing through the blood brain barrier to do what they're supposed to do. And then niacin is also used apparently according to one study to prevent people from abusing it, which I thought was interesting. Uh, one, because it's not really something that has uh, addictive qualities to it, but if you've ever taken niacin and if you've ever taken too much, it's very uncomfortable. It, yeah, it feels like you're on fire. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's very intense, um, which is why it's one of those things where you need to start small and figure out what is best for you. Because I think I started on 100 milligrams one time and I had a, a little bit of a panic because no one warned me about the, the flush. And, um, and then I brought it down to 50 and then and you just get a slight tingling sensation for only about 20 to 40 minutes. And it's a, it's a combination that really should be um, acknowledged by anybody who's interested in, in doing uh, microdosing for whatever it is, because I've had people approach me at the market. And I remember this one woman said her depression was cured overnight and wow. she didn't explain why. And it's none of my business why she was, uh, in a, some people just have depression and can't really pinpoint the root of it. It, it worked for her, it works for a lot of people, and that's why it's become so popular. It's another form of, of medicine through mushrooms. It is. And honestly, mushrooms have completely changed my life. It's been able to help me in my spiritual journey, sitting with the medicine, taking those higher doses, and just allowing it to show me what I need to know. That's, that's it right there. People have expectations on what they want to experience, what they think they need to experience, and um, that it's not up to you. No. You know, Never. and that is exactly what you need to see. In many cases, it's not what you expect, and it'll allow you to see things from another perspective, which is, I'm a big advocate for, you know, heroic dose or macro dose, because it really does allow you to see your entire life from another perspective. I think it's something that uh, everyone should experience at least once. It'll, it'll turn an atheist into a believer of a creator, an almighty of some sort. And, and then that was the first time I understood the feeling of oneness, that there's a connection, that we're all connected to some source. Yeah. I think there would be a lot more peace on earth if uh, everyone just experienced mushrooms. I say that all the time. I say that all the time. Everybody needs to just do mushrooms and we will just all be happy. Yeah. <laughs> But obviously, there's some people that can't if they're bipolar or they're schizophrenic, they shouldn't. It can trigger something, which is why, uh, you know, there's a, a really intense screening process for these uh, medical communities that are administering it. Because if you have uh, any type of conditions, then it might not be the best for you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even if not, it just might not be for you. And some people are very content. They've been able to find uh, happiness with whatever it is they're doing in life without anything else. But we live in an era where uh, the internet, social media, um, just the actual media itself has created such depression. I mean, you turn on the news and yeah. it, there's nothing positive. There's nothing happy anymore. And people get consumed by that. And um, 
you know, now's the time to really, you know, look at alternatives and heal. When I found out what you did, I was like, I have to have them on the podcast. People know how much I love mushrooms and how beneficial I feel they are. And I just thought you were the perfect person to come on here and, and share so much knowledge that you have. I really appreciate that. I love talking about it. I could do it all day. If you see me at the farmer's markets, um, I might talk a little bit too much, but it's what it's what drives me. It gets me excited. Um, you know, it's it's my purpose is being a father and uh, expressing my understanding and knowledge of mushrooms and sharing that with people and growing them, starting from from petri dish to grains to substrate to the overall the, the final product the fruiting body and this is what we call a reishi antler which is what i mentioned earlier it doesn't even look like a mushroom oh it looks like a sea um like a coral or something oh, yes. like that i get that all the time this is ganoderma multipilium or we call it antler reishi because it grows these really tall antlers and this is just by manipulating the morphology of the mushroom by creating a higher co2 environment so these mushrooms form a what we call a conch or a shelf on a tree but if you create basically suffocate the mushroom not in a bad way but what it's doing is it's they're like us they're the fungi are their own kingdom uh and like they're closer to humans than they are plants and they breathe oxygen, release CO2, similar to us. And if you can trap the CO2, the mushrooms will go really tall, form these antlers or uh, brack, I forgot what they even call them, but basically an antler. And uh, it looks so cool, you get a higher yield. This right here is black reishi, which uh, the tent right behind me is actually growing a bunch of that right now. I've never seen such a thing. Yeah, it's it's got its own natural luster, which is the the name Ganoderma lucidum has come from, which is the scientific or uh, Latin name for reishi, which means you know the shiny one or shiny skin. And um, and then yeah, I mean these look at that, it's just so cool. And and this is where the extracts start from. Um, this is this is the final product. I dry them, I grind them to a powder, and then uh, mm. the extraction process begins. I'm getting excited for I'm like, I want to go see you work. I just want to stand and watch you. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I try to showcase as much as I can on my Instagram, but, you know, sometimes I forget. Um, this one's cool because see how it's growing in another direction. Yeah. It's photosensitive. It'll grow towards light so you can manipulate how it grows. But you're always welcome to come by and check the setup. And then I'm going to try to do as much of the behind the scenes of my process as possible because People ask, I want to provide the answers because it's really fascinating once you see what it's like from start to finish. Yeah, something tells me you're a really good teacher. Uh, I, I love doing it. Um, I, that was my thing in the culinary industry. I was always training the new guys. Even on the farm, I was in charge of the volunteer program. I love to share information, especially things that get me excited because I, in return, hope that others appreciate it just like I do. Where can people find you? So on Sundays, I'm at Pinecrest Market. Uh, that's an awesome market. Uh, that farmer's market has some really cool vendors. It's at uh, Pinecrest Gardens. On Saturday, I'm at Key Biscayne Community Church Farmer's Market. Smaller market, um, a little more exclusive because it's on the island. But if you're in that general area, find me there on Saturdays. And then in January, I should be starting at... Um, 
Coral Gables Farmer's Market, which is only about three months. And the only way for me to make that happen is find somebody else that can work that market. Um, so if you know anybody, if you anyone here listening is interested in learning about mushrooms and selling them to our local communities, I'm looking for help on Saturdays starting January. So uh, hopefully I can make that happen. And then check out my Instagram, soul underscore mushrooms, S-O-L. You can follow me there and see what, I'm, what I've got growing on and learn a little bit more about my process. Growing on. I love it. Good, right? I love it. It's so amazing. Well, it's so nice to have had you on here. I'm sure my audience have learned so much. So thank you. Is there anything else you want to say? Go ahead. Yeah, just to your viewers, you know, if you want to learn more, don't be a stranger. Uh, I'm very receptive on Instagram. I want to showcase a little bit more. I need to start my website, which is a bit expensive, but it's important for me because I want to start selling my extracts through there. I get questions all the time and people asking how they can order them. And I'm doing it through DM, but I want to make it a little bit more legit. So to anyone listening, find me on Instagram, reach out to me or find me at the farmer's market. And if you want to learn more, that's where I'll be. Thank you guys. Feel free to share this episode with everybody so they can learn how to incorporate mushrooms into their own lives. And remember, it's not all love and light.